This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Welcome to Loud Sports Podcast for Thursday, June 13th. We're recording this on Wednesday night, live watching the third period of the Stanley Cup. So we'll let you know what happens. I'm Paul Rubidoux here with Brandon Plecker. Hey, guys. And Jake Williams, our resident hockey expert. He'll be coming to you later this week with the puck drops here. But for now, we got some other stuff to talk about while we're watching. We're going to start locally with Isaiah Moss. Brandon, why does he hate Iowa State? He went to Iowa. And then to Kansas. Why, why Why would he like Iowa State? I don't know. Is is he from the state? He's from Illinois. He's from Chicago. Illinois. Okay. From Chicago. Of course, he's from Chicago. So, Everyone in the Big Ten's from Chicago. Yeah. Right. right. I I'm just maybe I'm taking it too personally that I feel there's something to it that he goes from Iowa to Kansas after decommitting from Arkansas as a grad transfer. And maybe that's just me being butthurt about Kansas getting everybody, but it seems like there's something there. I do think Kansas picked up a guy that they need here because from a Big Twelve perspective. You can never do with with enough grad transfers. I think that having one grad transfer a year on your team makes for leadership. It makes for a better overall team like Marielle Shayok this year on Iowa State. Uh, you're telling me, according to your sources, <laughs> he'll be used as a situa- situational perimeter threat. Whose source is this? Well, my family never is... reveal your source. Yeah, never reveal your source. I've seen if you were a true journalist, because a true journalist will never reveal their source. My family's from Kansas, and so I have my own personal hell of having a lot of Jayhawk fans in my family. And it, <laughs> That's your source. It really is. No, I asked uh, my brother-in-law and some cousins, I said, what is is he really going to be used? Like, are you happy to get him? And the response was is that, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're happy he's here because he's a three-point shooter, but he's only really going to be used as a situational perimeter threat, like a drive-and-kick guy in small ball lineups. The, uh, but, um, which he's 6'5", which in the Big 12, 6'5", is a power forward because everybody almost plays small ball, except Kansas sometimes. It's just annoying that he's going to Kansas, you know? That's what it is to me. It's like the me. rich get richer. It's That's like, what it, yeah, why? Exactly. Why do you need th- – you don't need this guy, kind of. Well, apparently they do need him because as a team last year, the Jayhawks shot 28% from three. And he's a 42%. Well, as his junior year last year, he shot 42%. So he does add something that it seems Kansas needs. Brandon, you're a Hawkeye. What's, what's your Isaiah Moss opinion? See, I've been watching him since he was a freshman. And I've, he was very, very good his freshman season. And I thought, he he was he was playing along with Peter Jock right as mm-hmm. as the third starter as a freshman, and I thought maybe we had a guy who could become that kind of scorer because he was I think he averaged double digit points as a freshman starting for Iowa, but the last few years he's very inconsistent in my opinion, and he doesn't show up every game. Do you think He'll that's have, a role given to him by Fran? That he's no, I really in? I really don't. He just doesn't. He'll go game. He'll go three game stretch where he'll score twenty points three games, and then he'll go and score zero for three games in a row, and that's just I didn't I was I did not like that for, as a fan's perspective, because why would I I don't want this guy who's gonna give me zero points three games and he's a starter and he's supposed to be one of my best scorers right 
So I, I, I didn't like his consistency, and that, that was my biggest hit on him, I guess, as a fan. Because he spent four years in Iowa City. He's, he's going to Kansas as a senior, but he was a redshirt junior, and I do want to say that I do respect anybody that graduates after their redshirt junior year. I get that that is your fourth year of college, but as a Division One athlete, I would milk five years, man. I would put my class schedule out for a full five years to make it easier on myself. So for him to do this, I, I do think that's, that's, a, that's a respectable thing. Just not Kansas. <laughs> get over it. Iowa State's just going to get eliminated, you know, First or second round of March Madness, anyway. So that's fine. Iowa State beat Kansas two out of three games last year, so we'll just run it back. Doesn't matter. Fred Hoiberg is taking the Huskers all the way. Um, go Big Red. Go Big Fred. That's all I have to say about that. He's still getting shown up by Scott Frost everywhere he goes. Well, he will all for his whole entire tenure in Nebraska. That's going to happen. Another goal by the Blues. Oh wow! Blues four zero. It's over. Look at the, oh my gosh, do oh, you see, see the how fans? Fast they all left? Do you see that? The stairwells were filled with fans. By the way, I'd like to point out if you listen to the puck drops here, you already know this, but if you don't, I actually had, um, after the first round, we kind of, since both Brandon and I, oh Brandon, you're Brandon, uh, Brent and I, both our teams got swept in the first round, so we said, who are going to be our dark horse pick? Who do we think is going to come out of nowhere and win? And I picked the St. Louis Blues. So. Good pick. Maybe I am a hockey expert. That's why we have you for the puck <laughs> drops here, because I can't do it, man. I've never ice skated once in my life. That's a true fact. I have once. Broke my arm. No. Never done it again. We're going to be talking about them later, but uh, it's like when I watch hockey. Or not when I watch hockey. Goodness. When I wa- we're watching hockey. When I watch soccer, like the Women's World Cup's going on right mm-hmm. now, it's the only time I watch soccer is because it's like America's in it. And uh, we'll be talking about them later. But right. uh you're messing with my transitions here. We're going from college I to led pro you basketball. In, man. <laughs> We're going from college to pro basketball, then to another pro, and then back to another football. See? Gotcha. Made it a full circle. I'm glad they know now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you have the table of contents for the episode, we have talked about Isaiah Moss because we reported on him going to Arkansas earlier, but it seems like that was just a hectic point in his life where he was graduating. And he wasn't, and he hadn't even visited the Jayhawks yet. His Jayhawk visit was May twelfth. Why do you make a decision before you visit all your places? I don't understand that. That is kind of weird, but you know, maybe he just, you know, when you think about it, when I when I'm like Kansas, if Kansas is interested, I'm gonna go there. I mean, why? I would, completely why understand. Why would you bother that. go anywhere else? No, you know? you're one hundred percent right. Kansas is a blue blood where they can get guys to the NBA, even if it's second round, develop in the D-League type of guy, Bill Self can get you there. He can tell you what you need, and you can develop. And so I, I understand the decision, because if Kansas was interested in me, and I'm a high-level guy, oh, it'd be hard for me to not go to Kansas. But we'll see how he plays against Iowa State, another Big 12, in a faster-paced style of game in Which the Big does, 12. The, the Big 12 does definitely fit his play style more Absolutely. than the Big 10. Cause he yes. is, that, well, I mean, Iowa plays more of a fast pace compared to other Big 10 teams, but Isaiah Moss is one of those guys that really does thrive in the open court, which the Big 12 will help in that, in that way. Well, from college basketball to pro basketball, oh, my goodness, we watched Game 5. One-point win by the Warriors. Let's start with the game as a whole before we go to the entire Kevin Durant perspective. Does it feel like this is a change and the Warriors are fighting, or does it feel like they just kind of 
pushed off elimination. I think it shows that the Warriors are a true champion and they have the heart of a champion that they won't give up until they are. You have to beat them. You know who I saw that with? Kevin Looney. Or Kavon, excuse me. Kevin's his twin. You name twins Kevin and Kavon. Come on. Yeah. But, but Kavon Looney, he's playing out here, and you see him grimacing at every dead ball. Well, you yeah, see him got a feeling his arm. He can't even, like, use his right arm. And he's out here playing, and, and you're right, the heart of a champion. Absolutely. And I think, that, I think that, is, that, is, that was evident in that game, especially after the KD injury in Toronto. How, how easy would it have been for them to just fold and... and would you have blamed them for no, just deflating? You know, because they got their guy back and then just heartbreak in the, in the, right in the first half, right away. He was three for three from deep in the first quarter. Exactly. He and, you know, he looked great. like he, yeah, he, he looked like KD, and then you just lose him again. Just heartbreaking. Three minutes after it happens, those phantom cam videos show up on Twitter, and I hate that, man, because it makes my stomach churn when you super slowly watch the ripple through his leg. Yeah, that was that was pretty great. I don't I like, like I didn't like watching that either. I don't like I don't like watching leg injuries. I I just especially like not bone breaking stuff, but stuff like that where like you watch the running back's knee go the wrong way, you know? I I don't like leg injuries and I really feel for Kevin Durant and Let's 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 get into it. Does this change the public's perspective of Kevin Durant that he's a competitor? He came out here for his team. He, I, he was not a hundred percent. I think it. Um, I think it changes a lot of things. Um, I would agree with you that it changes public uh, perception of him. I also think it changes how people are going to be towards the off season. Right. Because you and I were both people that were like, he's not playing because he doesn't care because he's he's checked out. Once he got hurt, I did feel he was checked out. Right, that that he didn't want to play anymore, or do any of that, and then you know you you see what happens, and then it comes out later that they say he was nowhere near a hundred percent. The team no, cautioned against the this. The team, the what what Myers said in the press conference when it happened is that their doctors believed he was ready to go, and their whole staff believed he was ready to go. So they that's why they let him go. They wouldn't just let him go out there. No, I know. On but, his own, on his own. But I, that's not how this works. Right. But I think maybe, you know, maybe they thought that, but it, it was evident that it just it just wasn't the case. And, you know, I'm not gonna point fingers and say they he shouldn't have been out there because of the team. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it did show that he does care about this team and care about this series because he could have easily just sat out game five and the Raptors could have won and could have been it. He could have been whatever. I'm going to the Knicks or wherever we think he might go. So I think that is a big factor into uh, how people perceive him. And I, I don't think people will be as negative about him anymore. I think a big part of it is I don't. I, obviously, I really don't think the Raptors. Or excuse me. I don't think the Warriors thought they'd be down three-one. And I think a big part of that is, oh, we're down 3-1, and he, this might be his last chance. He has to go out and show that he cared. I think that was a part of it. But then the, the worst possible scenario happens where he's going to miss the entire 2019-20 season. I don't, think, I don't think it was really the Warriors. I don't think the Warriors as a franchise would have cared if KD played. The the legacy right. was on KD. The whole the whole question is on KD. It's not on the Warriors. Absolutely, it has nothing to do with the Warriors really at all. It's all about KD, especially if they think he's gonna leave. Like 
they have they're not they don't gain or lose anything from that. But I think that this shows that he cares so much about what is said about him because I think you're right that the Warriors are the Warriors and that they would have been like, all right, you know, we lost, but we played the whole series without him. We can't say we lost without him because we had our guys. No matter if Clay's at 50% and Kevon Looney can't move his arm. I think that it this was a KD move, a KD decision, with him saying, I need to show that I care. I think it's part of it because out of any superstar in any league, who lets the public get to them more than Kevin Durant? Who lets Twitter get Dude, to them it more? It was so funny that we found out later that he had a burner account. The burner is a big so part that, of this. That was, yeah, that was my thing, too. I mean, Kevin Durant, I think, yeah, I don't think he takes the public perception of him well. So but I think you, this was all his decision, and I think it worked. But if you don't think that LeBron doesn't have five burners, you're joking. And that's really what it comes down to is the oh, NBA no, yeah, is the I'm social sh- media league. I'm sure if uh, this podcast ever took off and got big, I'd have a burner account. I have a I because I, I know this I know the stupid things I say. I have two Twitters, but I mean I just want one for sports specifically, and that's it. I mean I wouldn't say one's a burner. <laughs> um, but I think that this is a huge ripple effect throughout the entire league, and I don't think we'll ever, or within like five years, know everything that's affected by this because I put on I put on a Twitter poll on Loud Sports. Will this affect? if he chooses to take his player option. And I think it did. But then Woj came out and said the Knicks are not worried and still willing to offer him a max and let him sit out an entire year. But how many teams are still willing to do that? I don't think the Clippers would. The Clippers are almost in win-now mode. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that a lot of teams would they would never stop. One year would not hinge my wanting of Kevin Durant. He is still the best player in the NBA. I agree with you. So even if he is out for a year, you still get him for three more after that. Right. You, he's three still plus be- one. Yeah. yeah. Even on the bench, he's still valuable to you because... He's, you he's, he's valuable in the offseason next year because you know he's coming back. Yeah. And right. the, the, the way he plays, I don't think that an injury affects him as much as, say... Derrick Rose's injury, yeah. like stuff like that, because he's a shooter. Or even for, Boogie on the same or, team. I mean, even, yeah, or Boogie. Even that, you could also look at, you can use him as uh, a leadership role, and he can still be very effective. A mentor. In your, yeah, in your locker room without actually having to play. He is a champion, so he knows how, what it takes to right. win, and so those teams he's got three with rings, young people so will, know, will know, will be able to learn how to win. Who's the was with the three? No, the he first only has two. The first one was when they they yeah. Warri- Warriors won, when beat they, the Cavs, and then he joined. Unless they come back. And All win right, this Blues one. win four to one. Four to one, and uh, I'll be talking. That guy, that Bruins guy, broke his face for nothing. <laughs> broke his jaw for nothing. Um, yeah, I'll, I will have a full breakdown on this next week for uh, the puck drops. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going on vacation. Otherwise, we'd have it up soon. A hiatus. Going off the grid. I do. There's a few other things I do want to say while we're talking about the NBA here because I am I'm a huge believer in Fred Van Fleet this series. Besides him basically getting his eye cut open, I think that what he's done is one of those things that where the fifth guy on your roster actually does determine if you win a series. Brandon, would the Heat 
have been where the Heat were without Udonis Haslam? No. But was he even the top three most important person on that team? Definitely not. Exactly. And so that's why I think the way that Van Vliet just doesn't even care about the basket. He watches Steph, and he is just his shadow. I think that has been super underrated throughout this series. And the fact that five minutes into the game, he 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 throws his elbow out when he's got the ball, man. Van Fleet will throw his elbow out, and he did it to Kevin Durant five minutes into game five, and they get in each other's faces. That to me is is you know that heart of a champion thing that really determines who's going to win a series if your number five and six guys are going all out like that. I really respect what Van Fleet is doing this series, but to who he's guarding, what does this series mean for Steph? Well, uh, I think this series, I texted you when the Warriors went down, after game four, after the Warriors went down 3-1, I said the dynasty was dead. Now, Long live the board, man. <laughs> now, we don't know if that's true yet. Obviously, there's still, you know, two could possibly be two more games. But I think this legacy, I don't think, I don't think it should hurt his legacy at all. Because, you know, people could say, he maybe he needed KD, but I was like, "This that that's just not true because they won without KD before." I think we're a preemptive year away from saying the dynasty is dead because no, I definitely this is the beginning of if it. If Kevin leaves, they're still a contender in the definitely. West. Oh they're yeah, still, they still have they're, Clay. they're still they the favorite in the West. They still have Steph unless KD unless KD joins. Say now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if KD, well, now he's also injured. Kawhi, KD, and Kawhi join up in LA, that would probably be pretty tough to that'll be a, definitely a close be, rate between Golden State and if team. Jimmy Butler signs in the Lakers and they manage the and Anthony they, Davis and they get AD, trade. yes that'll be another one but have, yeah but it's hard but as teams are currently constructed even without Kevin Durant the Warriors are still the favorite in you're the West. right I would Absolutely. say the Warriors are would be the preseason favorite yes. unless we get those big shakeups yeah. which I, we'll go over we'll, we will have a free agency pre and post free agency episode but where we dive into this. To answer the question, I, like I said, I don't think it tarnishes his legacy or I don't think it should change opinions either way. I Be think that monster game that he had was huge. That's Yeah, exactly. That adds to it. Even in a loss. Yeah, because that uh, to me says, you, let's not pretend that this guy isn't the superstar he was. Game five, know? he had what? Another 20, 22 in the first half. Super quiet. He's running all over the court. It's a lead by example thing. Yeah, I would agree that I don't think that this finals affects Steph Curry and how he is perceived among one of the greats that's ever played, really. Right. He's he's one of the best players that's ever been. He's He will go down as one of those generational players, and this losing a finals like this doesn't, doesn't really affect that aspect, in now, my opinion. But I do, I truly, honestly, I, I really believe that this is the beginning of the end of the dynasty. There's going to be a lot of people that say he's one and two without Kevin Durant. True. But I think this shows that, I mean, if Kawhi stays, I think Toronto is a good favorite to, to be there as well. If you talk about the, the Warriors being a favorite in the West, I think the Raptors will be a f uh, favorite in the East. But I think that they've ex kind of shown the chink in the armor. You know what I mean? I think the Raptors have shown that this team is beatable. We can't, you know, you can do it. Because, I mean, for a while, when they got KD 
you didn't think it was possible. They're also doing it but without it, KD. Right. So you is have it, to put that in. Yeah, you that's, have to that's take true. It with Spend a grain of salt. $30 million somewhere else the way if I'm he's saying, gone. The way I'm saying is that I honestly think KD's leaving. Even after game five where, you know, you could think maybe. But it, I don't think it was for, like you were saying, I don't think it was for Golden State. I think it was for him. And I think it was to say, hey, guys, I'm still a, a basketball player. I'm not, this, you know, I'm not a wuss or a lazy. I'm a competitor. I'm a competitor, right. So I don't necessarily think that was for Golden State. I think that, and I mean, look like at, two weeks ago, I was sick, and I was like, "I'm not missing our playoff rec league game." <laughs> and I and Brandon tried to come out of the game, and I was like, "No, stay in," because I had just popped a, <laughs> whoa, oh, I just popped a cough drop, and Brandon was like, "Hey, come in," and I was like, "No, no, I'm staying out of here." But th- there is that competitor aspect, and I think that's why he was there. But I, 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 I think he's gone. But I, that depends on who's going to offer him the max. He's not taking anything less than the max. The NBA is just at a point where if you can get your money, get your money, and more power to you. That's awesome. He can and get his money in Golden State. Oh, he, he, well, it's a player. Get the most money in Golden State. It's thinking, player option though. That's, that's, that's if he, that's no, if I don't he think he stays long-term. in Golden State because I think that if we're talking about his legacy, I don't think his legacy he won't be viewed as the great player that he is if he does stay in Golden State. Exactly. Just like LeBron's legacy is not a Heat. Exactly. As, as much as you don't want to hear that, Brandon. But it, yes. his legacy is a cat. No, yeah. Everybody's going to remember LeBron for coming back to Cleveland and winning and winning from three one. His whole career doing arc all that depends stuff. on the one Cleveland win. His entire career to that point meant nothing without the Cleveland. No, win. Right. he's he's still in Cleveland right now without that. Without he never goes to L.A. as a Laker. He never becomes a Laker if he if he oh, doesn't yeah. win that, he's, that he's title. Spend Absolutely, he is in career. prison in Cleveland if he doesn't win a title. So. Do you think so? That's why KD did it, right? So he could be like, I have. To, do you think he go, does what LeBron does and I, goes back to OKC to I do the same thing? I think it's almost because then he would definitely be if he isn't already. Everybody would be like comparing him to LeBron way too much. I think what Kevin Durant did is almost an audition to teams and players, possible free agents and teams, uh, to to show this is the kind of guy I am. I'm not checked out. I think that actually matters. Yeah, I, I think so too. I but I also do if you're KD, do you really need to? Do you really need to be like, hey He was never questioned by other players in the NBA. Correct. That's a great point. Well, it was public, Except CJ McCollum. It was public perception, yeah. CJ McCollum just said that just was mad that KD told him that they weren't a contender. Yeah. On his podcast. On his podcast. That's different. CJ never CJ never said that KD wasn't a great player. But then CJ comes out with that stupid analogy with pardon my take saying like this is like if you if you like like West Side Story, if you get beat up by a gang and then you join that gang and beat up your own gang, comparing the three-one loss of the Thunder Could you have to then joining a more lame and that's, movie for that analogy. Well, that's thank you, but that <laughs> that's what made Kevin Durant angry to where he's like, "I just came on your podcast." <laughs> uh, but I I do think that I think obviously the Knicks are still going to offer him a max. But besides the Knicks, there are probably teams that are affected by this injury. Like I said, if I'm the Clippers, I think I go after two other guys. Clippers are going after Kawhi, so I don't know if they would go Clippers after Clippers want KD. Kawhi, and I also think Clippers want Jimmy Butler. But I don't think that they can coexist. Butler if they do, that is the most that is the most unable to score on perimeter of all time. Seriously. Great they, defensive. Since, since, since Michael and Pippen, there would be no other wings that stop you 
like Jimmy Butler and Kawhi. With Pat Beverly on as a point oh guard. Oh my gosh. Why did they get rid of DeAndre Jordan if this is going to happen, you know? But that's that's well, Montrez Harrell can lock you down at the 4 because he's a high energy guy. But we'll say that for our free agency. Just with what happened so far, I've been saying since before game 1, no matter what the Warriors win game 6 because it's the last game at Oracle and now that prediction becomes super interesting because if I'm right, we go to seven. I would also like to point out that my prediction initially was Raptors in seven. And I changed it to Raptors in six. I stand by that now. Raptors in six. And it's going to be the ultimate uh, slap in the face to Golden State. The, the Raptors, the Raptors the won their first ever in Oracle. In their first ever championship in the, on the last, in the last game. At Oracle. Well, after games three and four... I want it to happen because I just can't stand Golden State, so that'd be like the perfect ending for me. It's crazy because after every away game that the Raptors have won, the away stadium starts singing O Canada because if you are a Canadian that likes basketball and you're in Philadelphia or San Francisco you are or, or Milwaukee, you're at these games. And so I think it is that is going to be an interesting aspect of the amount of Raptor fans at Game 6. But I still stand by, I think Golden State's going to win Game 6 because I don't see how they lose the final game ever in that arena after the dynasty they've had. Here's what I think is going to happen. All right? Put on a tinfoil hat. Adam Silver's obviously going to talk to the refs and be like, look, we need Golden State to win this game because Game 7s bring in a ton of ratings. That's what's going to happen. Conspiracy theory. I don't think it's rigged, I'm kidding, but that's not I do happen. think the NBA is the most controlled. They're going to let them play a lot in these last two games. They're going to let a lot. Go I agree with you. Game. I think it's going to it's going to be a let the boys play kind of game. Yeah, that's how it should be. You're deciding a championship, and it's the last two games. Right, this is the where the grown men show up. Absolutely, you have to do that. <clears throat> you guys, but we're all in agreement. We all still feel confident the Raptors are going to win. I think the Raptors win, but I think it's seven. Because I think it's in seven. I as still well. stand by my I think, Warriors. Stephen Clay are Oracle Arena means so much to Stephen Clay. Right. And and those guys are gonna ball out. Yeah, you know they are. I mean I Clay's mean, feeling a little better. We'll see. Draymond figures out how to actually pass the ball without it going out of bounds. Wasn't it Clay who had the the shot in game five? The three yeah, point? he hit the yeah. Yeah. He's He's looking good. He's looking pretty healthy again. So it'll be an interesting scenario. I could see it really going. I, I, I think you're right. I think game seven is going to happen because I think it's a big deal. But good Lord, pray for Toronto because when that game comes back, game seven in Toronto, the Raptors win. I mean, Canadians are nice people, but there will be riots. It's nothing like the Maple Eagles syrup winning in the a Super streets. Bowl. They won't tear down a light pole like they, in Philly. They will not be They're climbing not eat, light uh, poles. Horse poop either. Yeah, they will not be punching a horse, a police horse, and then eating its crap. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you, there, Philadelphia? There will never be anything like Philadelphia celebrating the first Eagles championship. That was a once in a millennium type of city riot. Yeah, but I'm serious. Not just actually, you know what? Not just Toronto. Pray for the whole entire country of Canada. 
Because it is going to be insane. I, I wish I, I had the money to just fly up there and spend a weekend in, in Toronto. After I think this, it would, it would be, be really cool. But I, I do think, like, people say, you know, the country of Canada. I don't think Vancouver really likes the Raptors. I feel I, think I feel they like, do because it's their, only, Van- it's their only team. But I feel like Vancouver feels a little shafted by losing their team because they got a team the same the same year as the Raptors, and then they just wasn't making the money, and they moved. To Memphis? Think about it this way, Paul. No, neither t- neither team that was in the Stanley Cup was a hockey team. The six hawk the six Canadian teams in the NHL just aren't cutting it right now. We'll get you know Calgary, but they lost in the first round. Um, which a one seed losing in the first round? How could that ever happen? <clears throat> Tampa Bay Lightning. Anyway, and Calgary. They don't have it. This is it. San Antonio Spurs. Their their hockey teams aren't playing for championships right now. In the, in the NHL, so why not have the whole entire country root for this team? I hear you, and I do think that that happens, but to a lesser expect, uh, a lesser extent than people in America expect, because when America gets behind a team, it is an, a legit national competition team. It's a big deal for us. It's our it's our soccer teams and our Olympics is really the only thing for yeah, us. Majority like, of Americans don't care about that. We don't care about rugby. You know, we don't care about the other national team sports. But we'll we'll see, and I think Toronto's gonna have a lot of fun. And there is the report I saw that Drake has music ready to drop when Toronto wins. Duh, why why do that? What a jinx! You already cursed him once. Why curse them again? Like yeah, unbelievable. Will Drake be there for Game Seven? That's a joke. Are right? you kidding? He wasn't there for Game Seven against Philly. Dude, he will be there. I'm just saying, game he wasn't seven there for Game Seven. Finals? Hey, he wasn't there for Game Seven of. That's different. A conference championship. Is it, is it though? Conference championship is it that is, much different. He is, he thought he was a he thought he was a jinx though. That's why he didn't show up. He wore Philly. He stayed at home and wore seventy six or stuff because he, he thought he really was really thinks he's a jinx. Got, there's no way he, he firmly in his head Brandon, believes why, that. He Brandon, wore Philly stuff at home. He's playing. That's one picture, but he's playing the crowd. Look at the publicity he's getting from this. Are you kidding me? Drake is not. If if anything, is an attention whore. And he will be there. Are you kidding me? He'll definitely be there. Would you have said that he was going to miss a game in the conference finals? Semifinals? I'm, telling right. you, I'm just saying. No, I, I hear you. That, you're right. Just di- saying. You're trying to tell me it's not much, much, that much different. It is a big difference. I, yes, it's a conference championship, but this is a championship. I think it's interesting he's been wearing no team gear in all black since game one. Because it's a funeral done. for the dynasty, baby. He knows what I he, – he's on the same level as me. Death of the Dynasty, right here. He has Steph and KD tattoos. I know, I know he, he does. We talked about that uh, after That's game That's one. what makes him such a showboater to me. Well, we'll see. I get it. He's Canadian, but, like, come on, dude. All right, prediction time. I think Golden State wins and Raptors in seven. Brandon? Same. Jake? I'm sticking with Raptors in six. Raptors in six. Okay, we'll see. I'll Tomorrow be different. Night. Tomorrow night. We'll talk about it next week, no matter what happens. Isn't it tonight as this goes live? Yeah. Thursday night. I'm, yeah. I'm working on that. I'm figuring. I'm, I'm working <laughs> on that. I'm trying. When you hear this, game it, seven it will, will or be, game six will be happening. Correct. Well, let's go to another technically professional sport. We have some controversy with the women's World Cup. First, can I do something? Please. Goal! <laughs> so I've been wanting to do that all day. Times thirteen. You want me? <gasps> no, I'm not gonna do. It. I'm not doing that 13 times. Yeah, I got neighbors, bro. But we've been facing some flack because our women's team won 13 to zero. Is it deserved? 
No. I think that I now I didn't watch the game, but I heard that the team was celebrating like they just scored in their first goal that on their thirteenth. Right, and that seems a that's, bit ridiculous. Well, that's also because they broke a record. Okay, but they broke the record for most but goals scored. But, but their tenth goal wasn't a record. Their eleventh goal wasn't a record. But who's scoring 12th the one goal? Was? Their 13th. Alex yeah, I, Morgan, their best player, scored five of those goals. I, okay, and that's really cool. But I think it, that's I have goals in one game. Yeah. Right, that's crazy. That's cool. But, but I think a part of it is, if you score a goal in the World Cup, you have worked your entire career to get to that point. So even if Alex Morgan scores five, that's eight goals that she didn't score. And to me, I don't care, man. I'm ripping off my shirt and waving it like that is a career achievement. You've worked to get there, and. This is this is rough because I feel like the United States women is in a no-win situation because if we lose this game 13 to 0, who are people complaining about? The US women's team. Oh, you overlooked Thailand. You deserve this. This is what should have happened. So I feel like we're in a lose-lose situation. Yeah, I I think that people need to get over it. I think people are <laughs> this is going to sound real really funny. Our generation is so soft, and people are so soft when it comes to sports. Sports is all about being better than someone else. That is literally your goal. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, but Thailand, if you don't want to lose by 13 goals, block a shot. Be better. I watched the highlights, <laughs> and their goalie does, it does not look like a, a high-level goalie. Was this their first ever World Cup? That's a good I, question. Because I, I know that they were not. I'm they sorry, were, I do not have they the were, history of the women's they World were, Cup. They were... They were probably, I think I've heard that they were the the worst team in in the World Cup. But this what's year. really funny, and the United States is the best is the yeah. best team in the World Cup. Best by far, we have the best women's soccer system in the world, where we promote girls from Dif the age of six. By the way, you're div when you talk about lose lose, you're right because defending champion, you are the defending World Cup champion. And so you have to come out and you have to say, hey, remember who we are. Right. You have to scare those teams to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have to play them, and they're the defending champions. What is the point where you say we should put in the scrubs? You know? In soccer, you can't do that, though, because you only get three subs. Yeah, I was gonna say, you really so you, you, can't, you can't necessarily do a whole line change like in any other sport. Like in basketball, you put you in, can't you bring put in, in your, your red shirts exactly. and your walk-ons. You can't do that in soccer because you only get three subs. And... Look, I'll admit it's excessive. We see this in sports sometimes. When you see, you know, you, you Paul and I talked about this earlier before we were recording, but we've seen things where it's like, yeah, that's a little much. You could you could dribble the ball out and run the clock out. You could take a knee and you can do these things. You can't really do that in soccer. Sure, you can. You can. What, you can, you can dribble. Yeah, kick just, the ball around. You can dribble out. Teams.